Hello, and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness, and you're tuned in to Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki, and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talent. Our motto, Sisters in Music, Together We Are Stronger. My guest today is an artist from New Zealand who has been described as an artist with the ambition to carve out her own niche, quoting Demira Records. She moved to Los Angeles, California when she was just 19 years old to pursue her career in music and has since made a home for herself on the West Coast where she creates out of her home studio. Please join me in welcoming the wonderfully talented Eden Iris. Welcome to Mixin' It, Eden. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Hi, Nikki. It's my pleasure. I'm I'm so glad to be here. I'm doing well, thank you. And yourself? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. Thanks for asking. <laughs> you have a new album out that was just released on April 9th called The Fuchsia and the Grey. Can you tell us what inspired it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I was really excited to release The Future and the Grey. It's my first ever uh, full-length album. And the songs are a mixture of songs that I I guess I wrote over the last few years. It's some love songs, some heartbreak songs, and some songs about grief. And I, I guess just kind of the, the stories which kind of shaped my life living in L.A. in my early mid-20s. I guess that's how I would summarize it. <laughs> Would you change anything about your creative process the next time around, like, you know, the making of an album? I think I would. I mean, every project is definitely a learning experience, right? Like, you, you learn things as as you go. Um, and a lot of this album was made in my studio, so I was working by myself a lot. And I brought in collaborators and producers, but I think I would, like, open, open it up more to... Um, just bring in some more collaborators, especially because I mixed about six of the songs. And uh, I think sometimes I got very close to the project. So I probably would just change it. I would, uh, I guess, give more tasks to um, other people and just step back a bit. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's hard to do everything yourself. Yes. Yeah, so it, many hats, It, it right? really is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it really is. So I, you know, massive props to you for uh-huh, thank you doing a lot of the the work yourself because, you know, I I do know like even when I'm working on stuff at home myself in my little yeah. studio, I I like to just like send stuff out and say, hey, what do you think of this? Because sometimes you know you you That's think good. something sounds yeah. great and then. Somebody else is like, oh, man, you need to dial those drums back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I should do that more. I'm, like, very – I'm terrible at that, I will say. I'm I'm such a perfectionist, and it takes me a long time to let go of something. So that's my biggest goal, like, moving forward, just to, to let go of more stuff. And then, yeah, I think even – like, that's just the, the making of the music, right? And then as an artist today, you have, like, the social media and the admin stuff, like – there's just a lot, a lot to juggle, right? So, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. 
<laughs> so I know that you said that you did a lot of the, the writing for the album, like the, the previous years, but how did the pandemic and being in lockdown affect you and your writing process? So yes, yeah, for the first half, I think, of the pandemic, I was working on the album and polishing it off and producing and mixing. So my mind was quite happily occupied. Um, which was good. And then when I finished it, I just kind of had this, like, space to fill. And at times it was hard to find, you know, the same stimulation that I normally have from my writing, like being out in the world and interacting with people. I guess I got into a much more, like, introspective, maybe darker place with my writing. I read quite a bit of Jack Kerouac movies and documentaries on hiking and just kind of dove into this rabbit hole um, which which I probably wouldn't have otherwise. So it, it was interesting, but I wouldn't say it's better or worse. I'd just say it's a, a different kind of process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Did you get into any, like, type of spirituality type of methodologies and things like that that maybe, you know, to help your creative process at all during that time as well? Yeah, I would say I really discovered hiking properly for the first time last year. And I found that to be a very spiritual experience, you know, going to the top of a mountain and just focusing on like, just like a very steady incline and just being, being immersed in nature. I kind of tapped into this new, I guess, I guess it would, I would say it was a spirituality because they kind of uh, had more musical ideas and melodies and lyrics come while I was walking and hiking. And I never really had that before. Oh, that yeah. sounds cool. I like, might have to do that the next time I go out to California. There's a, I have heard quite a few people that I know when they go there, they, they do a lot of hiking, and I might have to tag along yeah. next time and yeah. check some things out. It's a good place. It's, yeah, it's, it's not short of any great hikes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to play one of the songs from the new album, Death is a Teacher. Before we do, though, can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Yeah, so this, this song is probably, it's, I, I guess I would say it was probably the, the hardest song I've ever written in my life. It definitely came from a place of grief um, when a, a friend of mine passed away. And on the day I found out, I just went to my computer and I just, yeah, made some music and didn't really think much of it just to distract myself and um, process everything. And then I would come back to the song now and then over the next few years. And I had, you know, like life goes on and, and people, there are people that we love that, that sadly leave us too soon or, you know, just when their time has come. And um, I would go back to that song and kind of just, and, and just sing that chorus and it would just, I guess, help me process those events. And then one day I was walking on the beach with my wife in, uh, I think we were in Santa Barbara, and I was just walking along the beach, and then the, the last line of the chorus came, I, death is a teacher, every time I see her, I wonder how long it will be till I go, because I, I hadn't found that last line in, in all those years. And then that, that was it, and so I knew I wanted to put it on my album, even though it's not a very, like, you know, commercial song, it's a, it's a dark song, I wanted it to be the single and the first song on the album. It is a dark <laughs> song, but it's also a very beautiful song. At least that's, that's how I've 
interpreted it. So hopefully everyone will nice. feel that way as well because I actually do think it <laughs> it's a, a a brilliant brilliant piece of music. Wow! So Thank you we so are gonna, much. No, I, I'm I'm. <laughs> Trust me, I'm dead serious. Dead, dead serious. That is awesome. No pun, no <laughs> pun, so no pun hair. intended either. <laughs> no pun intended with the, the, the dead word. But anyway, uh, here is Death is a Teacher off the Fuchsia and the Grey album by Eden Iris. Oh, 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 oh,
Like I said, I absolutely love that song. And the first time I heard oh. it, which is oh my god, how I know that it's a brilliant piece of of music, and the production wow. is superb. Now, one of the things that stuck out with me <laughs> on this song is I don't know, I don't know if you you know who she is or who you've ever if you you've ever heard of this artist, but I get and even listening to your other songs because I've actually been going out and listening to a lot of the music that you have out there. I get a Donna <laughs> Lewis vibe from you. Do you do you know who that is? Ah, I do I don't, but I, I will definitely have to listen to her. Donna Lewis. Yeah, so she sings that song I Love You Always Forever. It's it's like an eighties okay. it was like really big in the eighties. But I think she like just recently released a video of that. I don't know, maybe 2010 or something like that. But your tone is very, very close to hers. I love it. Absolutely, oh. absolutely love it. So check her out. It's Donna. <laughs> Thank Lewis. you, Nikki. But I, I definitely awesome. You're okay. welcome. You're welcome. I'll check her out. Yep. <laughs> yep. Check her out. Very cool. I, I will but check I'm, her out. All right. Yes. But I'm curious to know who your main influences are. Oh, my main influences would be definitely Kate Bush. Tori Amos, Stevie Nicks, Leonard Cohen, John Martin. Those are probably my top five influences. I'm a Stevie Nicks fan, so right on. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen her in concert twice. Um, oh, man, so powerful. Like, yeah, really, really good stuff. And I was listening to all those artists, you know, when I was a teenager and everything, and I go back and listen now, and I think they just – the influence just really stuck with me. So even when I discover new music, I just kind of, that's what still gives me goosebumps. <laughs> so. Excellent. How old were <laughs> you when you first started writing music? I was, I'd say I was about I was 14 when I started, you know, like singing, singing songs on the street um, that I wrote when I was busking. So I was writing then, but I didn't start taking it seriously probably until, I guess, till I left high school when I was 18. And I kind of really dove into it. And has your writing process evolved since you first started? It definitely has. Something recently that's happened to me, um, I started out writing on the guitar. And I've had this kind of hand injury over the last few years, which last year really stopped me in my tracks with playing the guitar. It's like a tendonitis overuse thing. It's not not very sexy. <laughs> but uh it's really changed the way that I write songs because now I'm, you know, I'm forced to write without the guitar, which is like a huge, a huge thing for me. It's like, <laughs> like my baby, you know. <laughs> so I will, um, I'll write lyrics first, you know, poems or prose, and I'll, I'll, I'll take pieces of that and, 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 and put that to, to music that I, on Logic on the computer, or I'll create beats and use samples like with Death as a Teacher. Like the opera sample, that's really what inspired the the production for the song. So, yeah, that's been something that's, you know, that's definitely changed. That's very interesting because I have something similar. I have struggled with carpal tunnel and I play the piano. Ah, so oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, so very similar. So I do a you lot get of it. the same stuff that... <laughs> Yep, I do. And I do a lot of the yeah. same things that you do with, I hate, a lot of people I know don't like to do like 
the, the beats or loops or things like that, but I use them mainly to get like my ideas down and then I'll go into yeah. the studio and either bring in musicians or uh, my producer yeah. actually plays a lot of instruments and things like that. And then at least that way I can get my ideas down and, and flesh out yeah. the, the song to at least some extent, but record it with, with, with real things. So I definitely feel you on yeah. that. Definitely, definitely do. Thank you. Can I just say, it? it's so funny. I, I did an interview um, a couple of weeks ago and the person who was interviewing me also has had like a hand problem as well. And I, I feel like so many people I talk to like have this, have this thing where just using our hands so much more than they were designed to be used, you know? Yes, I think it has something to do with, I mean, I hate to say everybody's on their phones, everybody's on their computers, right? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Using you know, mice and things like that. So it's it's possible that, you know, our bodies just weren't designed to potentially do those things. I use, I do a lot of uh, voice, you know, talking and recording and things like that so that nice. I don't use awesome. my hands yeah. as much with, with texting. I'm always talk texting. Yeah, <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. So I'm going to ask you my signature question because you're a songwriter, so you get my signature question. I ask every songwriter that comes on the show. So I'm going to ask you this question before we take a sponsor pause. Do you have any songwriting tips that you would like to share with our audience? Anything particular that you may have learned that you would like to pass on? I would say... I guess the biggest lesson that I've learned is really just to, to listen to how my body is reacting to to what I'm hearing and, and what's going on in the room. I've been in situations where I've forced myself to work on a song and I'll just like drill it into the ground. Like, I, I want to get that last line. I got to get that phrase. And I just learned that it's better to, to let go. And, and it's just the, the creative spirit can <laughs> be very elusive. Um, and if I do let go, then those ideas will be much more likely to come. So it's kind of just trying not to control it. But at the same time, showing up every day and, and flexing that creative muscle, I think, is a, a really good thing to do. When the muse is there, you can capture it. About something like that. <laughs> I hope that's Great helpful. advice. No, that was great. <laughs> that's wonderful. So perfect time to stop and take a short break. Here from a word from one of our partners in podcasting, the fabulous Lady Dang. Love her. She is awesome. So she's going to give us a little sponsor pop, and we'll be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on Sim Radio. Hey, this is Lady Dang, and you're listening to Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network. Check out my new single, Wonder Woman, now on Spotify. Sisters in Music, together we are stronger. And we're back on Mixing It with Dickie Chris on the Sim Radio Network and my guest, the multi-talented singer-songwriter producer, Eden Iris. Hello. What is... Again? (laughs) Hello again, yes. What is something that has been a challenge for you being in the music industry? It's a good question. (laughs) Man, I'm trying to find the, the... The one thing I, I think it would be the I think it would be that there are so many other things which kind of distract from the the music itself. I found myself in kind of a you know with 
try, trying to, to make it and, and hustle and survive, I've kind of found that at times my my love for, for songwriting and for music has taken a back seat when I'm like really focused on the, the promotional side of it or you know trying trying to make money off the off my music. So I think that that's been a challenge. I guess trying to I guess commodify it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, learning that as I get older to to just enjoy it, you know, and just uh, enjoy the ride. Yeah, it's it's tough because there is a lot of ways to monetize music, but you have to mm-hmm. it's work. It takes it takes a lot of work. It's just like everything else. I mean, not only do you have to make the music and you have to do the social media and everything else that goes along with it. But it takes a lot of work to also do the whole sync placements and finding those people of who you need to connect with and networking and everything. It it definitely is. Everybody, my philosophy is always we're all running and managing our own businesses for the most part, right? You know, I mean, some people have, Yeah. yeah, I mean, some people have publicists and and management and things like that, but you're still running your own business regardless of whether you have people helping you or not. So it's definitely definitely challenging. What do you like to do apart from writing music? Okay, we said hiking, but is there anything else (laughs) that you like to do? I love going for, like, a a big swim in the Pacific Ocean. (laughs) That's something else I do enjoy. I would also play a little bit of PlayStation to unwind. And, yeah, I definitely i am a foodie, so I, I love to cook, and I love discovering new restaurants. Oh, that's fun. New, uh, any good ones <laughs> that you would recommend? In Los Angeles? Yeah, sure. What's your what's one of your favorite restaurants? <laughs> sure. Well, I'd say uh, World Empanadas in Burbank, Um it's really, really amazing. It's beautiful. They've got vegan empanadas and meat empanadas. They're my go-to at the moment. <laughs> Ooh, awesome. All right. Next time I come out there, I'm going to have to go there. You said vegan, so I yeah. can. Oh, right. Yeah, I have a gluten allergy, so I tend to, uh, I, if I find vegan food, I'm usually pretty safe to some extent. Right. But usually when people have vegan food, they also make gluten-free food, so that's where I tend to, and, and some some of the, right. I mean, I've had vegan food where you're just like, okay, there's no way that this doesn't have, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that this doesn't have X, Y, and V in it, right? You're just like, yeah, yeah. Right. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I would like to play another song from the album but I would love for you to tell us a little bit about it so I'm going to play New Year's Eve give me something good so what's that one about so that one's like I guess the 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 scene I was imagining in my mind when I wrote that one it's just like a couple who are about to break up on New Year's Eve and they're just like screaming at each other give me something good (laughs) And it was just kind of a folk song about heartbreak on New Year's Eve. And I wanted to write a New Year's Eve theme song because everyone writes a lot of Christmas songs. So <laughs> that's that's New Year's Eve. Well, it's fantastic. 
again, another brilliant creation. (laughs) You're welcome. So here is New Year's Eve. Give me something good from the Fuchsia and the Gray album by Eden Iris. habits well friends are too high to see the way that I'm walking they don't know how history I walk like a soldier to my own defeat another year older and I don't walk Saying, give me something good Tell me what you want to see I don't feel what I should Now you're telling me I'm new, yes If nothing lasts forever Maybe I don't want to see That it isn't getting better Coming down on new, yes, saying give me something good. You hide your madness well, cause everyone's drunk and free. I know things aren't working out, that's why you keep telling. Stumble home at three But in my defense You are waiting for me Give me something good Tell me what you want to see I don't feel what I should Now you're telling me
like I said, I really love it. And it's so funny that you mentioned that you wanted to write a New Year's Eve song and not a Christmas song because when I was listening, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, this would be really fun and really cool in like a TV series or holiday film, <laughs> you know, so we have to do like a, we have to find like a, a end of the year type of holiday film for, for that song. Cause yeah. it definitely would fit in there. Definitely. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> and again, <laughs> listening to you, you have such a pure tone. It is just oh, wow. so, so pure and your music wow. is so easy to it, it is. It, you know, it's really easy to listen to. <laughs> it, you know, it's very, it's almost comforting. Uh, you know, when I was wow, listening, cool. I just really felt almost like you were, you know, talking to me personally. I know you weren't talking to me personally, but, you know, I just can get the sense of the feeling that you put into your your music and it definitely comes out and I think your album is absolutely fantastic. So for my oh, listeners, so y'all need no, y'all need to go get this. The fuchsia and the gray. It is fantastic. Oh, thank you, Nikki. So, it's so sweet. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Wow. So so amazing and, and it makes me feel so warm because uh I you know, making this album, uh, you know, in a pandemic, obviously you can't tour it or at the moment or anything. And it was just a lot of hours in this in this room. And sometimes you wonder, like, is it worth it? Is anyone going to hear it? That's just so, so sweet to, to, to hear your, your kind comments about it. Thank you. It's really awesome. You're very, very welcome. And your <laughs> time was very well spent in that room, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Before we sign off, though. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? What about social media? Where can they find you? Obviously, things are starting to open up. Are you going to be going to be doing any playing out, anything like that? So, you know, give us kind of like a lowdown of maybe the next six months plus your social medias. Sure thing. All right. So, yeah, social media. I'm on all social media at Aiden Iris Music. Um, on Instagram and TikTok and everywhere. Eden like the garden, Iris like the flower, as I would say, gig. And yeah, I'm I'm just I'm working on promoting my album. I guess it came out around a month ago, so um, I'm in writing mode at the moment. And when things open up around Los Angeles, I I, I will be performing live. I don't have anything booked yet, so I, I guess the best thing is to listen to my music wherever you like to listen. And um, yeah, stay in touch. <laughs> Excellent. And we will certainly do that. We will keep in touch. Yeah. And that'd be great. I'm actually, yes, we are definitely going to keep in touch because we will be having something in Los Angeles in January under the Sisters of Music umbrella. So we will definitely keep in touch. And very cool. I'm also going to keep in touch with you because. I would love to get you on one of our Instagram lives. So we'll talk offline about that. And, but I'm going to prep it so that our listeners can (laughs) keep an eye out for that as well. So we're going to get Eden somewhere along the line to do an Instagram live for us because I think y'all are going to love 
seeing her, hearing her, and hopefully we can get her to perform something for us live as well because that's always fun too. So I would love that. (laughs) All right. We're going to make that happen. I will contact you offline, and we're going to make that happen. We're going to get that scheduled. Y'all heard it here first. We're getting her on Instagram (laughs) Saturday Live. I'm going to be so excited. Yeah. So in the meantime, though, yay, Eden, thank you so, so much for joining me. It has been a fantastic pleasure. I am so stoked for your new album. I wish you much success with it. It is absolutely brilliant once again. And to everyone listening, (laughs) thanks so much for tuning in for Mixing It. On behalf of Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it.